Well, good morning, everybody. Too much fun, too much fun. That's good stuff. You know, it was funny when Pastor Stephanie was joking about the whole singles thing. Um, She jokes about that, but when she was single, I can't tell you how many times some young man would be up in this house asking, there's a girl named Stephanie. I got invited. Do you know where she sits? And, um, and it was just so much fun because I would be able to point and say, over by that big, tall guy named Tom. And then it was just like, oh. And they would never come back again. And so, no, Steph used to joke about the um, QTE and the racetrack. And uh, for some reason, the gas stations, it was always there where these guys she would invite to church and they would come. And she said, I must look good underneath the lights of the gas station, you know. But um, no, I want you to open your Bibles this morning, if you would, over to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. This is our third week in our mixtape series. Let me ask you all, how many has enjoyed the series so far? This, Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. It's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully you're learning some good things. And um, today is our last week in the series, and I believe that God wants to show up in a significant way. And um, before we get into it, I want to have a little bit of fun with, how many of you know what this is called? This is a boom box. Yes, it is. And I can remember 19, I think it was 84, about 18, about 14 years old. Um, I, I'd said in the first service, and I, and I realized Grant was in the first service. And I was like, I can remember sneaking out at night and walking the streets, literally with a boom box, listening to this song. And I realized what I'd said, and I was like, don't you ever sneak out of the house. I had a I had to tell him, but I'm going to play this just a little bit for us. And this is going to take some of us back. If you know the words, join along. All right. So here we go. This is awesome. you I love that I, I mean that was just that's like the soundtrack of my youth right there you know besides that and another band called Agent Orange which nobody in here would even know it but my brother Adam would know Agent Orange love you that's why I love you so man he knows everything so but no when it comes down to it um, <laughs> that song the Beastie Boys song there on that boom box um, there's a tape a cassette in there you know and that cassette let me pull it out that cassette when it comes down to it um, it has this ability, oh man, you remember when that would happen? Ah, that cassette, if we're not careful, that cassette can get, kind of get wrecked, it can get damaged, it can get, everybody say unraveled. Now here's the thing about this cassette, this cassette has a message, the intent of the amazing Beastie Boys was to tell you that you have to fight for your right Right, right, exactly. And so, so with that, that intention of them, it's all on this tape. But should I right now take this tape, put it back in that box and hit play, guess what? That message in your life will be denied. 
Yes, yes. You will not receive the expectation of what was sent by the ones that produced this. Adam would be so sad right now in you having to try to listen to this. So one thing that can happen is that message can get delayed. And you'll have a message delayed from being able to receive the message on the tape. Another thing, it can get distorted. If you try to jam it in there and play it, try to advance it and move forward with it being unraveled, it may play a little, but it'll start to damage. And then you can get it out and fix it and put it back together and put it in. If you guys remember this, sometimes the tapes were damaged. And so when you would try to listen, it got distorted. You know, it would be like, you got to fight for your right. I mean, it was kind of there. But not completely. The message, it was distorted, you know? And then for, for many of us, if you kept trying to do that, you'd find out that the message was denied. You just eventually it would just break the tape and you were not going to get the message. I'm going to set the tape down there for a little bit. And you just would not get that message played, all right? Now, I've been telling you the last few weeks that the Bible is the most amazing mixtape that there is. That this is a cassette from heaven, if you will. And this cassette from heaven, it tells us that there is hope in Jesus. It tells us that there's healing in Jesus. It tells us there's deliverance and victory in Jesus. And I'm going to tell you right now, all week long I've been seeking the face of the Lord because I believe the way God wants to end our summer series, our our mixtape series, I believe he wants to end it with his presence profoundly showing up in this house to do amazing and mighty works that only he can do. Amen? I mean, if the enemy has a license to ill, come on, if he can make you sick, I'm just coming to tell you Jesus wants to make you well in this house today. Amen? And so here's the thing with that. The idea of today, it's Jesus' day to show up and show out and to do something significant, to do whatever he desires to do. And I'm going to preach a little, and then I'm going to shut up and let Jesus do what he wants to do in this place. Come on, somebody. Amen? And so when it comes down to it, this mixtape, this song of hope, this this message of redemption, this, this love song is designed to be received. It's designed for us to hear, to experience, to walk in. God has something for you to walk in. He has something for you to experience. The problem is sometimes the soundtrack of our lives, the times they get unraveled. The truth is there. You may even be a Christ follower and a believer, and, and you look at it and you go, I know God has called me to this, and I know God has this promise over my life. I've claimed, how many claimed the promises of God before in your life? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know it, but for some reason right now, it's all unraveled. It's all a mess, and I can't feel as if I can walk in it. And, and all I'm trying to tell you is this. When it comes down to it, be careful. God wants to do a work. He doesn't want that message delayed in your life. He doesn't want that message denied in your life. Think of it this way. Things that get unraveled. It might be a relational thing in your life right now that's unraveled. And you've come in this house today, and and that song of redemption, yes, you know what it's supposed to look like, but the relationship you have right now is so strained and so frustrating that it feels as if it has been pulled and tattered. It feels as if it's been unraveled, and it's dangerously close to being destroyed. Maybe for some others in the room, it's not your relationship, but your finances. Your finances feel at risk. You know, God, he is the provider. The word tells us he is the Jehovah Jireh, the Lord that provides. And I know that, but right now, Ross, you don't understand. Everything seems so unraveled when it comes to my finances. I get that. 
So let's just put it back in, and let's just act like nothing's going on. And we'll just hit play, and we'll advance life, and we just will treat it as if there's no big, no big deal. You know, there's two things I find that people do when it comes to stress. Some people, they will get really, really focused and deal with it, and other people get really, really to the point where when they look at things that are causing stress, everything's irrelevant, you know? They just look at it like super reasonably, you know? And two areas I find that happening a lot of times is with child rearing and finances. Finances are tight, it'll get better, you know? Child rearing, oh, Johnny, he's just all boy. No, Johnny is a delinquent, <laughs> you know? But those are two areas that I find so often, finances and, and, and child rearing, where it's just like, it'll be fine, it'll be just Put a shit in there and hit play. Just mash play. We'll get through this. Don't worry about it. Fake it till you make it. We got this. When all in the hidden areas, it's all unraveled. It's all precarious. It's all so close to being destroyed. Maybe it's addictions that you struggle with and you're here today. And the idea is, Ross, you don't realize how thin I feel. You don't realize how limited and how fragile. You're like, Ross, I'm sick of myself. Maybe for others, it's just your physical health. And you're here today, and you're like, Ross, I'm sick in my body. Literally, physically unraveling in my body. Maybe that's a physical illness. Maybe that's a mental struggle. But, Ross, you don't realize how fragile I feel in my, my body. And so here's the thing I want you to understand. Don't let anything you're going through delay you from receiving the message of hope that God has for you. Don't let anything you're going through deny you from receiving the message of hope that God has for you. And don't let anything you're going through distort the message of hope that God has for you. This morning, we're going to look at the Word of God, and we're going to let Jesus be Jesus in this house. And I'm telling you, God is going to do amazing things. If you're here today, and something is unraveled in your life, I've come to tell you under the unction and the presence of the Holy Spirit, God is going to do a work in you today. That's exciting. That's awesome. And it's not because your preacher is going to preach a really good sermon. It's because you serve a really good God. Amen. I'm telling you. And that just lifts all the burdens. In the first service, I'm like, Jesus, please show up. All last week, I'm fasting. God, I know what you've told us you're going to do in this house. Please, Jesus, show up. I'm just seeking his face. And oh, my word, first service, God showed up and showed out and touched people's lives. There was a man at this altar in the first service. His family's been praying for for three years, three years seeking God for this young man. And at the altar, weeping before the Lord, God had touched his heart today. Isn't that awesome? Because I'm a really good preacher. No, I'm not. It's not the message. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Man. Whew. It's not the message. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And God's going to do some neat things in here today. I want you to stand to your feet. We're going to look at Luke chapter 6. Turn your Bibles over to Luke chapter 6 or open your phones to your iPads. It says, on another Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand, say right hand, his right hand was withered. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal on the Sabbath so that they might find a reason to accuse him. But he knew their thoughts, and he said to the man with the withered hand, come and stand here. Say, come stand here. And he arose, and he stood there. And Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, 
to save life or to destroy it. And after looking around them all, he said to him, stretch out your hand. And he did so. And his hand was restored. But they were filled with fury and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Religious folk got mad. But thank God this young man was touched and healed by the presence and power of Jesus. Let's pray. Father, right now, I just ask over the next few minutes that you would just set our hearts up to receive what you desire us to receive today, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and have your seat. Maybe some people in this room today with that mindset, that thought, I can't go forward, not one more day, when it comes to the things that are unraveled in my life. And if we're going to find healing for what's unraveled in our lives, there's a few things that we've got to get in the mix, all right? So if they're going to find healing, if God's going to do this mighty work in us, there's a few things that we've got to get in the mix. And this morning, I had our, our, our body say, and I want you to say today, there's a fix coming. Just shout it as loud as you can. Say it one more time. Oh, yeah, I love things that rhyme. You know that. There's a fix in the mix, baby. Yes, there is. There's a fix in the mix. I got staff looking at me shaking their head. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) But when it comes down to it, there is. There's some things that we've got to get in the mix if we're going to see this victory come. And the first thing, we've got to get some hope in the mix. Some hope in the mix. This, this idea of, of knowing that today could be the day. This is not just like another Sunday. This is not just like another day at church. There should be some hope in the room right now as God is starting to speak to you saying, this is your day. And here's what I love about this. When you look at the beginning of the scripture, Luke 6, 6, it says, on another Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching. And there was this man whose right hand was withered, and the scribes and Pharisees watched him to see whether he would heal. I love that. Not if he could heal but whether he would heal. These men knew the power that was in Jesus, just like us. We come here today, we know this power in Jesus. We know that there's healing in Jesus. We know there's salvation. We know there's victory. And so these Pharisees, they they knew that what God could do. But what I love about this is it says on another Sabbath, right before this, in the next section right before this, it talks about on Sabbath, how Jesus had done some works. And now it says on another Sabbath. And I got to thinking about that. I got to thinking about how often we can treat Sabbath as common. We can treat coming to a church service uh, like this on a Sunday. This is our Sabbath. How we can treat it as common. It's just another day. We're going to go and we're going to have some great worship today. This isn't just the band. I mean, this band, it's like, there's like 50 of them. I mean, they just, they're in rotation. It's every week. It's just, and there's no, there's not a diva amongst them. I mean, just love it, you know, or a Devo. Is, that a, is there anything that's a Devo? Is that a, a, male, a male Devo? Whatever, I don't know how to. But they're just so pure of heart. I love it, you know. But, but man, we're going to go to church here, good worship. We're going to have a great time. Stephanie's going to do announcements. We're so glad you're here. You know, pastor's going to preach an incredible sermon. And then we're going to get greedy and we're going to leave and go get chicken, Right? Just another Sunday, just another Sabbath. And I think sometimes when we come into the house of God with that mindset, it's just another day at church. Guess what you experience? Just another day at church. But when you come into the house with a mindset, Jesus is showing up. What in the world could happen? When Jesus shows up, some amazing things can happen. Amen? 
When I'm not satisfied with just coming to hear a few songs and a guy give a homily, but I'm coming with anticipation to experience the presence of a living God, oh, my word, it changes everything. And when I come into the house going, God, there's things unraveled in my life, but I know today I'm going to connect with you, the creator of the universe, and you're going to do a work, it changes, it changes everything. Shout, there's a fix coming. And so we see here in Luke 6 on another Sabbath, just another day, just another day at church. But no, no, Jesus came into that house, and he was looking for something. He was looking for someone to touch. And I love this. He came looking not for the healthy. He came into that house looking for the hurting. He came looking for the one that was unraveled. He came looking for the one who their song of life seemed jammed up, you know. He came looking for the one who had... Everybody say a withered hand. That's my Jesus. That's how he is. For years, people have told us Momentum Church is a place like a hospital for the hurting. Amen? Lord, let it never not be that. I'm looking at a room full, and the first service was just as full, if not more full. A room full of people in the summer. Come on. People not satisfied with just seeking God a little, but hungry for Jesus to not just do a work in them, but through them. That's the people in this house, and I praise God for it, you know. And next Sunday, there'll be even more. That, that first Sunday of August, there's always a ton of people. I don't know how many people will be here. Probably over 500 people will be here next week. But the thing with it is, I don't care how big we get, let us never stop being a hospital for the hurting. Amen. How many at one time you came to this house, be honest, and you were hurting and Jesus touched your heart? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Come on, somebody. Look at all those hands. <sighs> Jesus did it for them. He'll do it for you. This is your day. This is your day. Amen? There's a fix coming. This is your day. And so we see here that Jesus is drawn to the one that's struggling. He wasn't drawn to the Pharisee or the Sadducee. He was drawn to the one that was struggling. One of my favorite preachers, and I love reading old preachers, okay, is Charles Spurgeon. And he said this, My master does not come into the assemblies where all feel themselves quite content with themselves. Where there are no blind eyes, no deaf ears, no broken hearts, no withered hands. For what do such folks need with a Savior? He looks around and his eye fixes itself upon pain, upon necessity, upon incapacity, upon sinfulness, upon everything to which he can do good. For what he wants in us mortals is the opportunity to do us good. And not a pretense, hear that? Not a pretense on our part. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm fine. I'm blessed and highly favored. Dude, you got a knife in your back because your wife stabbed you before you came to church. You know, yes, but I'm blessed and highly favored. No. No, no, no. Not pretense on our part that we can do him good. I love it. No, no. People are willing to realize I'm in his house today and I need some help because there's some things that are withered in my life today. So what does it look like? How do we get that fixed? We're going to find healing for what's unraveled in our lives. How are we going to do that? How are we going to get that Here's the first thing. We've got to get hope in the mix. We've got to get hope in the mix. We just saw that. Another two, we've got to get honor in the mix. And so this hope they had, it's not just like another Sunday. Jesus has shown up, and he's looking for somebody to touch. And I want you to know that somebody is you. And also, we've got to get honor in the mix. So if you're going through it, how do you get honor in the mix? Watch this. In Luke 6, verse 8, he said to the man with the withered hand, 
come and stand here. And he arose and he stood there. There was obedience to the request of Jesus. Do you see that? There was obedience to the request. If we're going to find healing for what's unraveled, there's got to be a sense of obedience. Come stand here. An invitation comes from Jesus in this time, and it comes to you today, to say, lean forward, not away from what I have for you. Isn't that awesome? An invitation to come stand here, not to sit there with your stanky hand, okay? And literally, in the Greek, the word there for this hand that was nasty, it, it means to lack hygiene. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound good. It's a, everybody say, stanky. It's a stanky hand. And so there's a propensity within him to want to just sit there and keep that hand hidden, right? Staying seated, his posture away from, from Jesus. But Jesus says to him, come, stand here. In other words, change your posture. Lean into what I have. Get up. Move toward. You can't come and stand near something if you're not moving toward it. But Ross, I don't feel as if I deserve it. Jesus never said you deserved it. He just said, come stand here. But it was my fault my hand was withered. I don't care. Jesus just said, come stand here. But I'm not even ready to give up what caused my hand to be withered. I don't care. Jesus says, come stand here. Changing of posture. A leading into what God has. And I'm going to tell you right now, when the service ends today, there's going to be an opportunity for you to lean into what God has for you. A standing, a coming, a, a, a moving forward, a, a sense of, God, I don't know if you can deal with my mess, but it's unraveled, and I'm giving it to you, and I'm just challenging you to now begin to honor Jesus. That's an honoring of the Lord when you're being obedient to his request to come. That changing your position... It's this, listen, obedience readies one to receive. Do you hear that? Obedience readies one to receive. Have you ever had your children think that you're upset with them and you're trying to get their attention and they won't come? And you've got something good for them, but they just won't come because they think they're in trouble? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Johnny! I ain't going. Mama got biscuits. You know, she got something good for you. But all you're thinking is you're in trouble, you know. No, God has something for us. And he's saying, ready yourself to receive. You have to give control of your situation to God before advancing forward. You can't take what's mashed up and messed up and unraveled in your life and just stick it in life and try to hit play and move forward. No, no. Jesus is saying, come, get over here. Let me deal with some of this stuff. Don't just keep trying to hit play and move forward. I've got something for you. And I'm going to be honest, just like mama hollering your name and you going like that, you feel that way in the spirit sometimes. God puts his finger on something. And it just feels kind of like, am I in trouble? No, 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 no. He's about to heal you. He's about to deliver you. He's about to set you free. He's about to drop encouragement on you that you never thought possible. But, but I got a withered hand. It's nasty keep myself hidden from you so much, God. God's saying, just come, just come stand here. I got something for you. And so when it comes down to it, the cassette, that thing of your life needs to be taken and put into the hands of the one that can do something about it. And I honor Jesus by readying myself to receive from him. Amen? So what I want to do right now is I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think, is there something in your life that is unraveled? Is there anything in your life that's unraveled? Relationally, physically, financially, mentally? Is there anything in your life that's unraveled? 
And I want you to begin to ready yourself to receive. Right there, for some of you, the enemy just lied to you and said you don't deserve it. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Jesus just says, come stand here. Ready yourself to receive. Ready yourself to receive. But Ross, this thing's been withered so long. I don't know if I can find healing for it. Ready yourself to receive. It's not your job to worry about the healing. It's your job to ready yourself to receive. Jesus, this is your house. This is your place. We're preparing our hearts as you've asked us to get ready to receive from you. I believe there's strongholds already start to be broken in here. Amen? There's lies already start to be broken in here. Discouragement that is just such a weighty thing already starting to be broken in here. Who knew it just, it just come with simple honor, simple coming toward him with the posture of obedience. God, today, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm choosing to come to you, Jesus. You're my fix, Jesus. I'm coming to you, Jesus. Whew. Let's continue. If, if we're going to find healing for what's unraveled in our lives, we've got to, number one, like I said, have some hope. Know that this isn't just another day. This is a special day that Jesus has shown up in, and he's calling you out. And as he calls you out, have some humility and walk in obedience and lean toward what he has, some honor, rather. And the final thing, the third thing here, is to express some humility. And this is probably my favorite part of this sermon. I don't want you to miss this, all right? In verse 10 of chapter um, um, 6, it says this, And after looking around to them all, he said to him, to the man with the withered hand, Stretch out your hand. All right, Ross, I get that. Why is that so significant? It was an act of humility. And so if, we got, if we're going to find healing and the, 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 the unraveling things of our life to find those things, have victory in those things, we've got to come before him in humility and get some humility in the mix. Well, Ross, why do you say that's an act of humility? Verse 6 says there was this man whose right hand, shout right hand. Right. Hand, what does he do? Right hand was withered. And now when Jesus comes up to him in verse 10, he says, stretch out your hand. What does he do? He stretches out his withered hand. That's mind-blowing because it's not what we do. It's just not what we normally do. We stretch out what looks good normally, not what looks bad. We stretch out our best before people, not our weakness before people. We, we, we stretch out what has, has, has provision, but we don't show people our lack. Does that make sense? We stretched out a, a sense of joy, but we know there's depression that we're facing. But we keep that hidden. We keep that behind us. We don't want this right here, this stuff, to be seen. We don't want this stuff to be evident. We don't want people to, to know how fragile and frail we are. So the thing about the idea of humbling ourselves before Jesus is this. I humble myself before Jesus by not holding anything back from him. When he says, stretch out your hand, I stretch out that nasty hand. Now, here's the thing about this. It's his right hand. The right hand is that symbol in the scriptures of power. It's a symbol in scripture of authority. It's a symbol in scripture of effectiveness. 
It's a symbol in Scripture of 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 um 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 oh, um um strength. That's what that right hand is. So in other words, this man is full of struggle and all those things, his effectiveness, his strength, his power, his authority, it is all bound up and withered. And all he has to do is just show forth the good looking hand and everything's fine. But he didn't. Took that old nasty stump and he said, this is my mess. This is what's unraveled in my life, you know? My thought this afternoon, or this a few afternoons ago when I was looking at my sermon again, was this. Too many are too satisfied looking good while staying weak. We take that thing that could be strength and we hide it because it's sick. It needs healing. It needs work. And, and we put out the weaker hand. It's not God's best, but it's the best I want to show people. And all the while, I'm struggling. And I'm not as effective and powerful and strong as God desires me to be. It's time for us to look weak in public so that we can look strong in private, not the other way around. Amen? And that's humility. I humble myself before Jesus by not holding back from him. There's a, say, there's a fix coming. And so if we're going to find healing for what's unraveled in our lives, you know, We've got to deal with this. And here's my love. We've got to get some healing in the mix. God wants to do that. But you have to give God an opportunity to handle your mess before trying to advance forward, before trying to just act as if there's no big deal. I'll keep this stuff behind me. And I'm just going to keep moving forward. Yes, but the message of hope and victory and deliverance and strength is being denied. The message is being delayed. The message is being distorted. It just needs to be placed in the hands of the master. He wants to do something with this mess. Amen? He wants to do something with the things that are withered. He wants to, everybody say, work it out. He wants to get in the mix. <laughs> How many remember this? He can't work it out. Okay. Watch this. Oh, yeah. How many did this? You guys did this? How many young people? You have, you're like, what in the world is pastor doing? You see that tape? Look at that. The magic. See that? The magic. Healing, healing power in a number two pencil. But see, in the hands of a master, mix master, R.W., right here. P. Rizzy and the Hizzy. Come on. Fo Shizzy. Right there it is. Look at that. All the way. Isn't that awesome? It's, it's all fixed. That's how that goes. I love that. And so that tape's unraveled, but you can use that to fit. When it comes down into that, into the things of God, Luke 6.10, when we stretch out our hand, that thing, and we give it to God, it says, stretch out your hand, and he did so, and his hand was restored. Isn't that awesome? Stretch out your hand, and your hand is restored. I love this. I've got to do this a little bit here. Make sure I get back on the right side. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to hit play, and people are just going to get slain in the spirit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we're going we're to have church right here.
right. Isn't that good? Give God some praise in here. Amen. Amen. But now here's the thing. <laughs> if I was to put that tape in there and mash play with it all a mess, what would have happened? The message would have been denied. It would have been delayed. It would have been distorted. God doesn't want one thing in your life denied, delayed, or distorted. He wants to do a work in you today. And so what I've done is I've asked the band to come. We're going to go to worship. We finished the service early so that we can go to worship. We're going to go before the Lord. And if there's something in your life, man, don't hide it in the pew. If there's something in your life that needs healing, physical healing, emotional healing. If there's financial things that you just need some resolve and some strength and some wisdom for. If there's some relational, I don't care what it is that feels unraveled. This is a place today where we're going to allow Jesus to begin a great work in you. Amen? Thanks for joining us for this episode of Fuel for the Journey. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.